go green and we are live hello everyone good afternoon welcome to thursday let's just give it 30 seconds let the last people just get into the room a few more people still arriving by the sounds of it my neighbors are actually trying to get into the room as well but physically so if you hear any loud banging that's not us apologies Good afternoon, Cameron. Good to see you, Colin. Good to see you again. Thank you, Fabienne, Howard, Martin, Matt, Petra, Stuart, Tim. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Let's just give it 30 seconds. Give it a moment. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> Mobile phones. My one hiding across the other side of the desk. Wow. Right, let's get everyone set up for success. Let's make sure that we have got that little aeroplane lit, zero out the distraction, 100% attention on exactly what we're doing here today. Making sure you've got a drink. Let's make sure we stay hydrated, get the brain lubricated, and let's make sure we keep this learning sticky. Dry brain equals dry session. And then finally, Fresh sheet, fresh thinking. So we want to make sure we've got a clean notepad in front of us. At the top of that page, you're going to write keepers. And these are the things that you want to remember, that you want to reread, that you want to use to reignite that thinking to help keep these ideas expanding and flowing into the work that you're doing. I think we're here. I think we're all good. Good afternoon, Victoria. Good to see you. Ivy, thanks for being here again. Let's do this. Welcome to today's Sticky Learning Lunch with me, Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer for MBM, Making Business Matter, the home of Sticky Learning. We are the leadership development and soft skills provider to the grocery and manufacturing industry. And the idea of these micro learnings is to help you be the best version of you in the work that you do, whether that's while you're at home or whether it is helping you to return back to the office. Let's dive into today's session. Good afternoon, Vaughn. Good to see you again. And Lana, thanks for being here, really appreciate it. So we've already covered evaluation. We've already covered a bit of the vision. So we've taken time to look at ourselves. We're looking at 360 feedback, whether we do this once a year, but actually ideally, ideally as this idea came to me as we were doing the session two days ago, breaking it up into bite-sized chunks. So maybe you're asking smaller numbers of questions about a very specific part of your leadership, coaching, communication, feedback, whatever it might be, and getting some input on that on a regular basis, maybe once a quarter. Then taking the time to build the vision. Where do you want to get to? And I use the analogy a lot. It's the same as SatNav. Where am I now? Where do I want to get to? Where am I now? Where am I going to? And making sure I've got the right information that's going to help me get where I need to be. And this pen is now departing. Let's see. That'll do. And today we're going to be looking at obstacles. We're going to be looking at those things that hold us back. And before I do that, I'm just going to drop in the link for the future sessions. And rightfully reminded, come off the full screen. So in the chat box, you can see the link there. It's got the previous sessions. If you haven't seen them, they're on there already. You can click onto them and rewatch them. 
And also, if you haven't signed up for Monday's session, where we're going to be looking at the last part of this framework, which is around how to create the actions, now is the time to do that. You've got the link there. Click through, sign up, get yourself registered so you're live in the room. And also, if you know people that are going to get value from this, share it with them. Really important that we get some of this information into more leaders so that more leaders are thinking this way and approaching life differently. Rather than thinking they're already perfect, rather than having no idea where they're going, and actually just end up complaining about the problems as they come downstream because they haven't prepared for them, because they didn't expect them. When actually most of the time, 99% of the problems that come downstream, we know they're going to happen if we ask the right questions. And not enough people are doing this. This is why we have challenges in leadership. This is why we have challenges um, in certain teams. Because we're not self-evaluating. We, we don't have our own vision and we're too reliant on someone else telling us what to do. And actually, the obstacles are the things that we need to embrace and, and see before they come downstream so that we can line up the challenges in front of us in a chronological strategic order and overcome them, you know, gradually improving our skill sets as we step over each one of them. Hope this is making sense. So where are we going first? Number one. It's all about how we frame it. So it's how we, it's the labels that we apply to this. And I talked about this a bit before um, in regards to ourselves when we're doing personal development and when we're doing goal setting. And also when we're doing negotiation, it, it's different ways that we focus our brain. When we're looking at feedback, which we're going to look at in a couple of weeks, and you're looking at personal development, you know, it's what you think of someone is how you treat them. So what you think up here, the content of your head dictates the content of your mouth. And when you're doing your own personal development, the phrase that I use is in what you think of yourself is what you will achieve. And you may remember me hearing this, or if you've worked one-to-one -one with it, you will have heard me say this. So the moment we start thinking that we're not capable or no, it's beyond us, we'll find reasons and excuses to make sure it is beyond us. And it stays that way. When we have a situation, actually it's the way that we think about the thing that turns it into actually what we believe it is. So what we think of a situation is what it becomes. So especially when we're working in feedback, we're looking in these um, looking at these challenges coming downstream. The moment you think it's going to be a problem, it becomes a problem. Everyone with me? This makes sense. Give me some yeses on those. Show me your life. Yes, I've got some yeses. Good. So let me say this again. What you think of a situation is what it becomes. Let me hit you with a couple of key quotes that you know, ring true on this one. Marcus Aurelius, you know, things are neither good or bad. It's the thinking that makes them so. I have no idea how many thousands of years he said that. It was right then and it's right now. When we see these obstacles, we'll use a little bit of drunk logic. The problem isn't the problem. It's your attitude to the problem that is the problem. Captain Jack Sparrow on rum. And even he was getting it right. The challenge is though, when we frame it and we hang these labels on things and we see them as issues or we see them as problems, 
that's what we turn them into. So when we're delivering feedback or even to a leader or someone in our team, and we say this is going to be a difficult conversation, what are we saying that the conversation is going to be? What are we actually saying about the person that we're actually going to talk to? How, what, how are we actually labeling that individual before we even get to them? So are we making it more or less difficult for ourselves before we even go into it? I've got my notes here, I'm just gonna make sure. Because the moment you judge someone, you cannot influence them. Remember this when we do feedback, I will repeat this again. At the same time, the moment we judge a situation, we deem ourselves as incapable of influencing it or changing it. So we have to address how we're looking at it. Now, common error, common error or, or belief, fake news, that crisis in Chinese means two things. Someone said the crisis, the word crisis means um, no danger or and or opportunity. But I, I did some research on this, this is a misnomer. What it actually means is it's a tipping point. We've got a, a moment in there where we can change and go in different directions. Something could happen, but we've got an opportunity to look at what else is going to happen. Questions come in here, but how can you control your feelings? Example, somebody I, I do not like, for example, you have the option to, the choice to respond or react. Whether you like them or not, whether they've done something to upset you or not, you still have a choice of how you wish to respond to them. Guaranteed though, what you think of someone is how you treat them. So if I'm thinking, no, they're an idiot or you know, I don't want them around them, my words will change shape and the conversation and the outcome of that conversation will also change as well. So when we go back into this, it's okay, well, what's this person asking for? How can I help this person right now? How can I change my responsibility? Oh, sorry, my, my ability to respond, which is my response ability. So it's important we take ourselves back. And you know what? I'm, I may not cover that in the feedback um, training, Mohammed, but I'm looking at it on my wall over here and there is a model there that is phenomenally powerful to use inside feedback. And it's also phenomenally powerful to use as a safeguarding tool when, we do, when we're having mental health conversations with our teams as well. Is there some training for this, a change in the mental view? Yes, I think we're gonna bring that to life as well. I was debating whether to do this or not, Mohammed. I think I will. So after the feedback stuff, I'm gonna drop in um, some deep psychological stuff that helps you to reframe, reframe how you're having conversations. So the first thing is we need to reframe what we're looking at. Celebrate the stuff as it's coming downstream. Because if you're not you know, celebrating, if you're not looking for it coming downstream and it surprises you, how do you actually feel? Let me ask a different question. Who here, yes or no, likes surprises? So here we go. So we've got yes. Keeps it, yeah. Depends exactly. Yes, but the good ones. Always like a free beer. So this is the challenge. Everyone says, yes, I love surprises. And then they always say, but it depends what it is. So it's not really a surprise, is it? 
human nature, if you remember we talked about the values previously, that we have a need for certainty and a need for uncertainty. And the quality of your life, as Tony Robbins says, you know, is the quality of your life is um, dependent on the level of, uh, the, on how much uncertainty you can comfortably manage in your life. So surprises, especially the ones that we don't want or that are going to cause us more problems, they're not very welcome. So we have to start asking questions or if these things turn up and surprise us, how am I dealing with them? How is that affecting the way that my team is working? What am I doing to mitigate these challenges that are coming downstream? Because if we've got it framed as a problem, or it's difficult, or I didn't expect it, or this is damaging, whatever that might be, the way that I structure this is you cannot activate solutional thinking while you're complaining. Okay? And yes, that is a made up word. Solutional does not exist. It's one of mine. And then feel free to use it. You cannot activate solutional thinking while you're complaining because your brain cannot do two things at the same time. The moment you frame it as a problem, you go into complaining and you cannot move out of it. And I'm not sure who said this. Um, I believe it was Wayne Dyer. I think, you know, complaining is the glue that keeps you stuck to your circumstance. So we have to shift our perspective of it and look at it from a different angle. One of the lines I often use, help me do this. The problem is the solution. You may have heard me say this before, Bill Mollison, unfortunately passed away now, very, very smart man looking at um, ecological design systems, uses this phrase, the problem is the solution. Because you may have heard me say, and I'm going to repeat this again, everything in you, about you and around you is a solution to a problem. And you can test that by all means right now. Everything in you, about you and around you is a solution to a problem. So when that challenge comes down the line, and maybe you did expect it or you didn't expect it, you, you're deeming it as a problem, actually, what is this solving for someone else? What solution is, is wrapped up inside this? Because I haven't, because the, the outside wrapping is too painful to get into, I have to take that paper off to find out what the gold is inside of that to understand actually where the value is in that. Number two, for dealing with challenges and obstacles, is acknowledging them. The first thing most people do is they ignore them. Big things in life, whether it's they're happy in their work, whether um, they've got a problem conversation to have, um, no, there's a big bill that they need to pay, uh, whatever it is. The first thing that most people want to do is ignore them. And you know that's a big challenge because it's not going anywhere. The second thing that a lot of people do is they accept them. There's very few things in this life, in this world that need to be accepted. And most of those are, either, are universal laws which cannot be you know, refuted. But even the law of gravity is still questionable these days. So we have to understand, we have to acknowledge those things. Nothing in nature is certain. There is no such thing as a safe bet. They don't exist anymore. 
and I've talked about this before, again, I'm going to drop this in here. Now, the only investment that is guaranteed is the one that you make in yourself and your own personal development. What we have to shift our perspective of, or perception of, is acknowledging those things. They're going to happen. And we need them to happen. What's the, the cliche? No, fair seas never made fine sailors. We need challenge in our life. We need friction. We need tension. We do not go to the gym of life to lift lighter weights. You know, we go to the character gym. And we go there, and every time we go to the gym to push weights, we want to push bigger weights to build bigger muscles so we can deal with the next challenge that's coming downstream rather than staying at the level of understanding we've got now. Because the moment we can see those challenges, what we can then do is just, like I say, line them up in a chronological order so we actually deal with them so they become sequentially more difficult. I use the analogy of it'd be like buying a computer game. And if the first level of the computer game was so hard that no one could ever complete it, and then the rest of the levels got easier, how many copies of that game do you think would get sold? Question for all you know, if, if the first level was ridiculously difficult and you could not complete it and then it got easier, how many copies of that game do you think would be sold? Some good stuff coming in. Is there a good practice to call problems challenges? Does the change? Yep. That's driver one on PS2, <laughs> on PS1. Not after the initial rush, absolutely. We wouldn't do it. You know, we wouldn't go into that, except when we get the um, Lego Star Wars on you what know, it used to be Nintendo DS or whatever it is, and we'd be sitting there playing it, and you get part way through it, and then there's this one bit that's really challenging, and you've got so far into it that you just don't want to put the game down because you want to keep going and keep going and keep, until your thinking goes up again. You're ah, oh, now I've got it. Then you go on to the next level, and then the next level uses all the thinking that you've got from the previous levels to help you get over that. Except we do not apply the same logic to our own lives and the way that we work. We spend more time plugged into things like Nintendo DSs, stuff trying to get you know, Luke Skywalker to jump over a platform, than actually dealing with the problems that are coming downstream in our own lives and our own projects. So we have to acknowledge they're going to be there and look for it in order to mitigate it. How do we do this? I haven't come up with any better names for this model, but we're gonna go with this. So you may not be able to see it because it's red on there. Triple A thinking. The first A is to acknowledge. I have a problem. That's okay. Now acknowledge that as a behavior or a habit or a situation occurring. Acknowledge it. The moment you acknowledge it, you can do something about it. The moment you accept it, you're actually saying there isn't anything else to do and I'm just accepting that's the way it is. And this is dangerous when we get into the realms of feedback because then those things that are, be, um, that are left and accepted get repeated and become habit. And then once it becomes a habit, the standard becomes lower. So we just acknowledge what it is we're seeing. We can start to ask some questions. Okay, well, this is where I'm going with this project. This is what I'm doing in this situation. This is where I'm going with this team. 
where do I want to get to? So I'm just going to share my screen with you so you can see some of the questions that are going to come up in this space. So there's a couple of questions there that I've pulled out of the, bear with me, I'm just going to drop off that for two seconds because there is another link that I can share with you. He says, that will give you some more of these questions. The free online sample of the leadership coaching deck. Says that, man, bear with. The idea with these questions is you can then spend time just ask yourself some of these questions. Come on, play the game. There we go, we're back in. So we use some of these questions to start to understand, okay, well, where are these challenges? Acknowledge there's going to be challenges. And then ask questions. So we use the questions from the coaching deck. So you've got some of them there in front of you right now. You've got the link there for the free online tool. And I've just dropped the link in there so you can pick up a packet of those coaching cards as well. They're still only five pound, which in itself is still mind blowing. If you haven't got a deck, now is the time to get a deck. We have a series of questions in here that are gonna help us ask better questions. So we can actually find more of those, you know, so-called problems. So we can find some more of these obstacles, these challenges that we need to work through because we need them in our lives in order to create the necessary tension so that we can grow the right muscles of character, personality, behavior, whatever, to overcome that and move forward. Great book actually on my bookshelf right now, which is well worth picking up. It's called The Obstacle Is The Way by Ryan Holiday. It's a modern day view of stoicism astronomical. The other thing I also recommend is start doing Wing Chun, Kung Fu, because this also teaches you how to overcome plenty of obstacles very, very quickly, most of the time while not being punched in the face. Kind of useful. So yeah, pick up a copy of The Obstacle Is The Way by Ryan Holiday. So we've acknowledged, we've asked questions, and we're looking for the obstacles, we're looking for the challenges, we're looking for the problems so that we can go, okay, how does this problem help someone else? Because it may well do that. And then our last A is to take action. So when we can see those things in varying different formats, so it might be that you're going in a straight line. If I do this, it may cause three outcomes. Okay, I've got three challenges here. What would I do in each three of those? Okay, great, if I go left, I've got another three options. If I go middle, I've got another three options. And we start to get really strategic with our thinking and we start to think three, four, five moves out and it becomes like a game of chess because leadership is like a game of chess. Project management is very much, as Stuart was talking about in, in response to my post, it's about mitigating those risks. It's about seeing them, anticipating them and applying the solutions that you know work and understanding that things still may not work even if you do that. You have a plan. And at the same time, also have the flexibility to throw the plan out the window if you need to, because you know something better um, needs to be acted on right now. Hope that's useful. We are pretty much, it's 24 minutes past. Couple of questions already here. What's been useful from today's session? Just while I'm seeing if there's any what questions here I can answer right now. What has been useful from today's session? 
um, is this a good practice to call problems challenges? Does this change how we act? Yeah, because the human brain loves a challenge. As long as that challenge um, is pitched at the right level. If you're working in an environment and the things you're working on are below your skill set, they become boring. If they're too far over your skill set, they become overwhelming and you know you start to struggle. One of the things I often say to people is, you know, the deep end is the best end. There's more of it and there's less people. So we start to embrace the challenges of the physicality, the conversation. Maybe, you know, someone says, that person's really difficult. Oh, I, I, can't, I don't want to give them feedback. Okay, cool, I'll, do, I'll go and do it. Why? Because I understand that I have a certain skill set and I can flex some of those muscles and see how it works. I also suggest to people, I mean, you know, from the martial arts background, is, is fight black belts. Doesn't matter what grade you are, go and fight the black belts. Why? Because they will teach you more about yourself and your abilities in five seconds and you'll learn from fighting a white belt at the same level as you in five months. So we, you know, the human brain loves a challenge. Uh, uh, how important to break down the problem into smaller chunks and solve it? Absolutely, if you need to do this, to make it achievable is break down those things into objectives and, and elements of it. So when, for example, we're looking at feedback, we structure the conversation in a way so we can prepare each part of that conversation. We break it down into four parts, three or four parts, depending on, on which framework we're using, so that you can just get your head around each part of it, rather than it being one massive conversation with a you know, potentially difficult, difficult person, we break it down. There is some approach called five whys to solve problems. Can you elaborate? Five whys, yes. Don't use it. <laughs> with, with intelligence, we use this model. Why do I say that? When we look at open questions, and I've talked about this before, the moment you ask someone a question beginning with why, especially if you don't know them very well, they will become defensive and they will start to justify their actions and become, become very emotive, and they'll become defensive and you won't get what you need. And all you hear is a lot of excuses. When we use the five whys or the or seven whys, depending which preference you've got, when we're doing it to people, what I do is I use, you know, so what was the reason for that? What's important about that? So I frame my why questions, begin, I begin with, with what, and I look for what was the thinking behind that? What was important about that outcome to you? So rather than going why, 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 and getting excuses, I want to get objective and get information. When we use the five whys or the seven whys, we then do this, but we do it on processes. So when you're looking at lean methodology or Six Sigma, continuous improvement, then we use the whys, because a process does not have any emotions. Hope that's useful. Like AAA thinking, good. Cannot solutionize while complaining. Love that. Good. Triple A framing and having more control of my thinking make things positive journey. Absolutely. Another recommendation here from Mohammed, The Art of War. Absolutely. Sun Tzu. Big fan. Big, big fan. <sighs> Soft on the people and hard on the problem. Yeah, yeah. Again, it comes back to me for that analogy thing is, you know, when I'm using Kung Fu and I'm doing um, Wing Chun, it's a very soft form. It's considered a soft form. Now, we are very relaxed in what we do. At the same time, you know, 
it, there is there are frameworks that we use which allow us to be soft in that and still deliver a strong message is it dreaming to think that if the vision is clear there is less obstacles yes and no because actually if the vision is super clear you stop looking at things you, you'll still see the obstacles but they become more fun you see them as the necessary steps of learning to improve where you're getting to and in fact how you know you will learn to embrace them because what happens is you make every step forward a step up and every step up becomes the preparation for the next two steps so when we think about it in this way you know they they still piss us off they still give us frustration they still aggravate us at the same time we'll still go looking for more of them because the vision is clear if the vision isn't clear or the vision isn't yours it's more likely that you're going yeah not interested yeah. good lots of questions came through lots of value coming in what are the questions if you have no more questions please light them up on the box and just say no if you have if you haven't got them if you do want them that's also okay i'm just going to get the last link out of here i want to share with you just what those last bits are coming in what happens when you're flying solo wow. no more questions good thank you very much another barnstormer finished the week on a hike agreed very insightful as always I'm so very appreciated thank you very much everyone look do you know anyone in your business any teams any leaders any part of your organization department that would find value in a conversation with me yes or no Are there people in your business that need to have a conversation with me, with MBM, in order to, to support their development as a business unit inside your organization? A couple of yeses coming in there. If this is the case, if it is appropriate, there is a link there in there for the, in the chat box for the virtual classrooms. Now we're doing these sessions. I have my home office set up here. I have my studio space to deliver this content speak to us the link there for the virtual classroom it covers all the soft skills it covers all the niche areas that we focus on from category management negotiation skills whatever it is to support you and your business being the best version of you in the work that you do if we can help you if it is appropriate click on that link let's have a conversation let's bring this to life so i can help you to take this even further do i mean one-to-one -one coaching both Mohammed. both whether that's you know one-to-one -one coaching from me or one of the team here specifically, or whether it's in a group environment like this, and I actually can teach to a class online wherever you are in the world right now, I can take you through an hour and a half, two hours worth of leadership skills, negotiation skills, whatever it is that helps to take you to your next level, that helps you to find those challenges and those obstacles and meet them with the, the mindset and the skill set that's going to take you on to the next level. Hope this is useful. Huge thank you for being here. If it's appropriate, click the link. Got the link on there for the leadership cards. Get yourselves a copy now while they're still five pounds. Get them on your desk. Get yourselves building a new, new, mind, new leadership mindset. And I look forward to seeing you on Monday. The link in there, if you haven't signed up, sign up, share it. Let's get some more people in this room and share this message. 
everyone have a lovely rest of your day have a lovely rest of your week and i will see you all on monday thanks very much